Can you please stand for the scripture reading? Brothers and sisters, stop thinking like children in regard to evil be infants, but in your thinking be adults. In the law it is written, with other tongues and through the lips of foreigners, I will speak to this people, but even then they will not listen to me, says the Lord. Tongues then are a sign, not for believers, but for unbelievers. Prophecy, however, it is not for unbelievers, but for believers. So if the whole church comes together and everyone speaks in tongues and inquires or unbelievers come in, will they not say that you are out of your mind? But if an unbeliever or inquirer comes in while everyone is prophesying, then they are convicted of sin and are brought under judgment by all as the secrets of their hearts are laid bare. So they will fall down and worship God, exclaiming, God is really among you. This is the word of the Lord. Our Father and our God, it's another day's journey, and I'm so glad. I'm happy, glad. I'm thrilled that you know us, that you know me, that you, you bothered to uh, attend to uh, my heart's desires and my tears and my uh, things that keep me tossing and turning in the middle of the night. But Father, you know, respect of person, you, uh, you do the same for everybody. You're not too busy, you're not too big. You know us all by name. You count the number of hairs on our head. You know every detail about us. You know the issues of life. You know the very things that we need. How incredibly wonderful you are. Father, now I ask that you'd uh, be with us. Give us what to say, what not to say, when to sit down and shut up. Father, it's for your glory and for your honor. We ask it all. Let every heart say, Amen. Amen. So thank you so much, Sister Jones and the praise team for uh, ministering to us this morning. For over a year, it's been over a year, over a year, that we have systematically studied Paul's first letter to the church in the city of Corinth. For those of you that are absolutely new to City Church or relatively new to City Church, as Al Lewis said one time, he said, Pastor really wants us to know something about 1 Corinthians. <laughs> I said, well, Al, let me break it down to you. We started 1-1, and we go to the end. That's how we study. And we've done that with rhythm and consistency for everything that we've done. Uh, and we'll do it again if God spares us as we conclude this study. We're going to jump over to the Old Testament and study the book of Daniel. Uh, but the last time we looked at the, uh, here in uh, this letter to the Church of Corinth, we looked at the 6th to the 19th verse of the 14th chapter where we read, Now, brothers and sisters, if I come to you and speak in tongues, what good will I be to you? Unless I bring you some revelation or knowledge or prophecy or word of instruction. You see, Paul is continuing the same thought that he began at the first verse 
and he's addressing the manifestations of the Spirit of God, and specifically the value of prophecy above speaking in tongues. Uh, why? I'm glad you asked. Because the point and purpose of the gifts is for the building up of the church, and prophecy accomplishes that. It moves the, the ball down the field much more than speaking in tongues. Uh, again, I, I'm, I'm going to be repetitive today, I, if I haven't already. Uh, the whole point and purpose of this portion of Scripture that Paul is breaking out is to, to just really drive home. Uh, just for you are teachers, uh, Sister Harris is a teacher. It's like, it's like if you want to make a point, you repeat it, and you repeat it, and you repeat it. Oh, I don't get it. Yeah, but you may, you may get it, but the person next to you doesn't get it. And that's, that's really what Paul is uh, attempting to do here. Uh, that's why he uh, reiterates here in the sixth verse, uh, there's all types. It, 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 he re reiterates here in the sixth verse what he had already said in the first five verses. Um, We've previously shared there's all types of subtlety and nuance in this particular verse, and he personalizes. If you, if, you, if you look carefully here, he says, if I come to you and speak in tongues, what good will I be to you unless I bring you some revelation or knowledge or prophecy of instruction? Don't miss that, that first and second person uh, uh, interaction going on there. What am I saying? What I've said before, multiple times. One plus one is more than two, and it's not a number. Uh, there, there's, there's necessarily, there is, there's more than just benefit of me being in worship with you and you being in worship with me. It, it, it's when we come together, what we experience is far beyond whatever I experience on my own in my prayer closet doing my thing. Whatever that is. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. Everything right. Get to your prayer closet. You know, if a lot of praying was going on there, then we come together here. We'd really blow the roof off this place. Uh, but, 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 but when we come together here, it's just not. That's why people, well, you know, I worship at home. No, you do stuff at home. But worship necessarily involves more than you. And that's hard for us to wrap our minds around in this me, 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 me uh, generation that we're in. It's like it's, it's all about me. Um, so why is, he, uh, why is Paul going on this riff? It could be that uh, some have seen Paul as uh, something less than. Well, see, <laughs> the reason why he's talking about this is because he don't speak in tongues like I speak in tongues. You know, boy, I, I, boy I, can, I can bust out some tongue. Uh, or, 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 or there's this issue of carnal hierarchy. As I shared before, only half joking, really not. You can have someone who's mean as a rattlesnake say, but if that person can say, if, if, if that person uh, had the gift of being able to move mountains, you know what? I can move that mountain. You want to see it? Move. Boom. Man, what's up, man? Did you see that? Oh, that's wonderful. Psst. You know, that guy's really mean. It don't matter. Did you see what he did? Did you see what he did? He can move mountains. He can, oh, mean, you're the man, you're the man. He's mean as a rattlesnake. See, see, that's why Paul said what he said in the 13th chapter. Yes, I can do any number of things. But if, it, but if my motivation, if the basis of who I am and whose I am isn't love, what's the point? Well, what's, what's the point? Oh, again, all eyes on me. Focus on me. It's about me. 
So, but whatever the reason, the scenario Paul presents uh, with his rhetorical question is clear. And I shared before, he makes at least three points. One, speaking in tongues is not the issue. It's just one of the manifestations of the Spirit of God to build up the church. So, yeah, was there speaking in tongues then? Yes. Is there speaking in tongues now? Yes. There was, there was no, there was no uh, cutoff point. That, you know, a lot of folks believe, well, that was then, this is now. Well, you don't have the gift. That's wonderful. Don't, 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 don't either despise and don't necessarily elevate it above anything else. It's just, okay, let's just move on. Nothing to see here. Just, just, just keep moving on. Uh, the second point is I, Paul, me, you, have an obligation in worship uh, that I will be good to you, that I have benefit to you, that I necessarily need to hear Josh shredding uh, on the guitar in worship. I'm made better for that, even when he's off key. It's not about being on key. See, again, if I want, if I, I, again, I literally, I could go watch, you know, I can't see B.B. King. I keep using B.B. King. He's dead. Uh, but I mean, but, but if, if I want something on key, I can go, go listen to somebody secularly. But, but, but I need to be in fellowship with you. God has called us to be together. And I necessarily need to hear your singing. I need, I need to hear it. I, I, I need to hear it. I need, and, and you need to hear the speaking. And, and your kids need to hear, get the benefit of children's church. And we, there's the one plus one is more than two. And it's not a number. Um, you've heard me say, uh, I mean, in my, in my sinful zeal, uh, but maybe you thought it today in your sinful zeal. Uh, worship service just isn't working for me today. You know, it was maybe sometimes it's like swinging and a miss. You know, it's just like, uh, see, see, that's the wrong attitude. The worship service isn't about you. It's about us and him. That's, see, 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 we, we, we're so consumed with... Uh, boy, the choir just, man, they, they stunk. They didn't, you know, they, oh, the, the boy, AV, it's like, you know, the board didn't work. Boy, AV messed up again. It's just like, I am so glad that I have Jordan and, and Cyrus back there to deal with things like AV. Amen. See, we are made better. Life happens. Life happens. Stuff happens happens. Think, it's, it's, being a Christ follower is not an inoculation against world stuff. Trust me, one day I will die. Let me let you in on a secret. So will you. You will get sick. You will, you will suffer disappointment. You will get laid off. You will have a flat tire. You will get the middle finger thrown at you on the freeway. The guy will have 11 items in a clearly marked 10 items or less line. You'll have all of those things. Life happens. What makes us different is how I respond to that stuff. See, he goes on to explain what he means just using examples. Hopefully they can understand and we can understand. Even in the case of lifeless things that make sounds, such as the pipe or the harp, how will anyone know what tune is being played unless there is distinction in the notes? 
Again, if the trumpet does not sound a clear call, who will get ready for battle? So it is with you. Unless you speak intelligible words with your tongue, how will anyone know what you are saying? You will just be speaking into the air. Undoubtedly, there are all sorts of languages in the world, yet none of them is without meaning. If then I do not grasp the meaning of what someone is saying, I'm a foreigner to the speaker, and the speaker is a foreigner to me. So it is with you. Since you are eager for gifts of the Spirit, try to excel in those that build up the church. I just, I mean, I, I can't improve on that. It just, I gave the example, won't go through it again, but, but if, if everyone on the praise team platform is doing their own thing, then you got chaos. But when we're all focused on, oh, you're the lead, you're the background, you're, you're, you're playing, uh, you're, you're giving us a rhythm, you're, 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 you're doing all of these things, when it all comes together, it just works. It just works. It's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, then when, the, when they sing, he knows my name. And then you can just have that just wash all over you. And it's just like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, no, I, I, I'm good. But if it's not, it's a hot mess. So, uh, well, my point, there are areas that every one of us is gifted in. And it's, but if, and again, I keep saying that's a big if. I mean, that's about one of the biggest words in the whole English lexicon is a if. It's like, because it's like on just those two legs, if, 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 if the point of their coming together is building up one another, uh, they will have missed it if I'm, if I'm seeking tongues over prophecy, if I'm seeking to be the lead instead of the background, if I'm seeking to be more than a toe in a sock, in a shoe, then I will, I, will, I will miss the whole point and purpose of what it comes together in worship. Uh, that's why Paul writes in the first verse, if you want to be used of God, pursue, desire, want, the gift that builds up the church, prophecy. Verse 13, for this reason, the one who speaks in a tongue should pray that they may interpret what they say. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my mind is unfruitful. So what shall I do? I will pray with my spirit, but I will also pray with my understanding. I will sing with my spirit, but I will also sing with my understanding. Otherwise, when you are praising God in the spirit, how can someone else who is now put in the position of an inquirer say amen to your thanksgiving, since they do not know what you're saying? You are giving thanks well enough, but no one else is edified. No one else knows what's going on. Um, again, his point, my point, the church is not the church when individuals gather for individuals to perform. Again, the best, the best window I can give you to look through, that's called America's Got Talent. That's, that's, they gather together. Everyone has their own skills and abilities. They get up on the stage. They do their own thing. And, and, and what do we do? Uh, what do the judges do? Ten, nine, eight. And that's kind of what we do sometimes. Five, pastor. Three, you know, and they walk away and it's like, wow, I could have stayed at home or I could have gone to Mimi's or, you know, it's just like, you missed the point. You missed the point. It's just like, no, we're coming here so we can all be better. One plus one is more than two and it's not a number. Um, look how Paul acknowledges the importance of the heart and mind in worship individually and collectively. I will sing with my spirit, my heart, my passion, my emotion, but with my mind fully engaged, with an understanding of the words I sing and to whom I sing, uh, I'm right there. 
and that's why I cautioned us last time. Don't be overly caught up in the, in the swell of the music, in the swell of the song, because emotion can take you to places where, okay, I need that like, like a drug addict high. I need that fix again. It's like, well, that's wonderful, but, but honestly, you know, I mean, in, when we were out there on Friday night, some of the music, hey, I want to dance. I want to I bust a move, you know? It's just like, but, but it wasn't in and of itself. It wasn't focused on him. It was just like, made me want to move. And similarly, music, even in our worship, it can, it can take you places that you really, you think that you, it's like, oh man, that was a good song. Did you hear the lyrics? Did, did you hear what they were saying? And then otherwise, and, and the flip side, the other side of that coin too is, don't just necessarily get into a theoretical or, dare I say, egghead uh, perspective when it comes to singing and worship and all of those things. Oh yeah, mighty fortress is our God. Yeah, yeah, he is a mighty fortress. No, get with it. A mighty fortress is our God. Come on, let's sing. Let's 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 let's, let's get together. So, so, so it's 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 heart and mind coming together to understand why I sing, who I sing. So I gave you homework. I don't know if you all did that to to, to find that one song that that spoke to your soul, to the depths of your heart. Um, and again, for me, it's just yes, Lord. And and. and not actually the song that the choir sang at the, at the close. I appreciate the attempt, swinging a miss. But uh, uh, <laughs> but it was it was it even goes further back, probably to the to the fields in the in the ante, in the antebellum. Is it's like when you just say, "Yes, Lord, yes, Lord," and then you start to it's like it's just two words. That's all it is. It's just two words. Yeah. Yeah, just, just, just two words. Yes, Lord. But, but as you start to think about that, it's like, yes, I'm affirming you. As Sister Meeks and I were worshiping, didn't, she, she may not have saw this word. I was worshiping. It's like, it's, 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 Thomas wasn't just calling Jesus the same thing twice when he said, my Lord and my God. My Lord and my God. A fool could say, my God. A fool is a, yeah, yeah, I just, I, creation speaks about you, you know? Yeah, there is a God, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the wise man, it's the wise woman that says, my Lord. Amen. We don't get to our knees too much. If at all. Wait, yeah, my God, my God, yeah, my God. No, my Lord and my God. That's why, yes, Lord, for me, for Mark David Meeks, it's like, yes, Lord. Whatever you share with Brother Jones, he's not in here right now. It's like only a fool, only a fool would say, yes, Lord, at my age, to do what we're doing. But I'll be a fool for Jesus Christ any day of the week. Do, it doesn't, doesn't matter. Paul concludes this part of this letter, beginning at the 18th verse. I thank God that I speak in tongues more than all of you. 
But in the church, I would rather speak five intelligible words to instruct others than 10,000 words, t- words in a tongue. Again, this humble brag that Paul likes to, to roll out is just like, look, let's not go there because if I go there, I'm gonna embarrass you. But since I'm talking about it, let me go ahead and embarrass you. Um, I could speak in tongues more than all y'all added up together. But that's not the point. He said, that's not the point. The point is the edification of the church collectively. Uh, And as I shared, if you bothered to count, Paul uses the word church, ecclesia, gathering, 22 times in this letter, nine times in the 14th chapter alone. And he's using this hyperbole and saying that 10,000, which is the equivalent of a bazillion or infinity plus one. Uh, And he, he sums up the entire point by saying, I'd rather say or do just a little bit that builds us up than a whole lot of something that shines light on me. So uh, I know you guys are probably clock watching. Don't have to worry about it. We're going to get out in, in, in quick, 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 quick fashion. Uh, so today we pick up at the 20th verse and we read, brothers and sisters, stop thinking like children. In regard to evil, be infants, but in your thinking, be adults. In the law, it is written with other tongues and through the lips of foreigners, I will speak to this people but even then they will not listen to me, says the Lord. It's clear that Paul isn't pulling any punches when it comes to how we as believers see and approach worship. Um, And the wording, I mean, you could see it for yourself, and this is the NIV. Uh, The wording and the original uh, text, uh, it can be more than a bit challenging. Uh, But I believe... uh, I believe that Eugene Peterson in the message version does a, a competent job of capturing the essence of what Paul is uh, attempting to say. And I have that here. It says, to be perfectly frank, I'm getting exasperated with your infantile thinking. How long before you grow up and use your head, your adult head? It's all right to have a childlike unfamiliarity with evil. A simple no is all that's needed there. But there's far more to saying yes to something. Only mature and well-exercised intelligence can save you from falling into gullibility. Amen. It's written in the scripture that God said, In strange tongues and from the mouths of strangers, I will preach to this people, but they will never listen nor believe. See, Paul is citing texts from the book of Isaiah. And there God is, uh, through the prophet, is, is telling the people that because of your unwillingness to hear and receive instruction and guidance from God's word, they're going to be ultimately taken into captive. And sadly, the people would yet be hard of hearing and hard of heart to God's word. So it's difficult for us, thousands of years and a culture removed uh, from this point, to where we're at today to appreciate really the, the, again, like I like to say, the subtlety and nuance. But what it seems clear is that what Paul has in mind is he's admonishing the gift of ecstatic speech, speech, tongue speaking. And he's saying that it is tied, tongue speaking is necessarily tied to those that are outside the household of faith. Again, the point and the purpose of the tongue speaking is that others would, would, would look at that and say, wow, what's going on here? And maybe raise an eye or two. Uh, that's why he immediately follows with, in verse 22, tongues then, then are a sign not for believers, but for unbelievers. Prophecy, however, is not for unbelievers, but for believers. 
how often do we, I mean, I mean, you've probably been to places of worship. It's like there's a whole lot of stuff going on. And it's like, what's going on? I came here to be edified. I, I, I need to be built up. And you're saying stuff, and I don't get it, and uh, there's no interpretation, and it's, wow, I really could have been at Mimi's. Um, <laughs> recall in the fifth verse, this same chapter, Paul wrote, the one who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues unless someone interprets so that the church may be edified. And so what seems to be happening here is that the manifestations of God's spirit in the speaking of tongues was being used again to draw attention to the people individually. I'm speaking in tongues so you can look at me. I'm doing what I'm doing so you could look at me. Uh, remember the whole point and purpose of their giftedness, our giftedness is the building up of the body, the church, the community. That's why he writes in the 23rd verse, so if the whole church comes together and everybody speaks in tongues and inquires and inquires or believers come in, will they not say that you are out of your mind? If, 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 if that's all that's going on and you have a seeker or a non-believer that comes in, it's like, what the, oh my goodness. Ecstatic speech is, is, is the benefit to the assembly only if there's interpretation. But unfortunately, that it appears that the Corinthian church was caught up in doing its own thing individually without regard to any collective benefit. If there's ecstatic speech, there needs to be interpretation. That's the bottom line. If there's, if there's going to be tongue speaking, you better have an interpretation. And, uh, well, I think he said, no, 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 that's okay. No, no, we don't want what you think. So without interpretation, you have... Uh, you have for those, those inquirers or seekers, non-believers, thinking uh, that this, this, this thing called of the way or Christianity uh, is just chaos. It's just, this, is, this, is, this is crazy stuff. Um, you people are out of your mind, Paul says. Uh, but in verse 24, he goes on to write, But if an unbeliever or inquirer comes in while everyone is prophesying, they are convicted of sin. And brought under judgment by all, as the secrets of their hearts are laid bare, so they will fall down and worship God, exclaiming, God is really among you. I'm closing. I hear you, Pastor. I, I, I hear you. I hear you. I really hear you today. I don't speak in tongues, so this discussion doesn't really apply to me. If that's your answer, swing and a miss. The point and application of the text applies even more to you than you might even think. There are so many questions and opportunities that come up. Uh, let me just deal with a, a couple and we'll, we'll pray blessings and we'll go home. Uh, put yourself in the position of a new believer or an unbeliever. Ask yourself a question. What is it you're displaying? to that unbeliever or that seeker? What, what, what are you promoting? Is it your incredibly good looks? Your stunning knowledge and ability? Or is it Jesus Christ and him crucified? Well, what, what, when you do what you do, what are you promoting? Second thing you might want to consider 
When people come around you, you remember Pigpen and the Snoopy again? I, I'm telling you, he's a little cloud of dust everywhere he goes. And he was chastised by one of his peers. It's like, Pigpen, you're the only one I know that could raise a cloud of dust in a snowstorm. That was Pigpen. So when Pigpen comes around people, how do they feel? Do they, uh, do they feel the love of God? Or do they think you're out of your mind? Or whatever the equivalent might be. Is there, a, is there a beautiful aroma? Or is there a stench? Ask a friend. Uh, I, we do that from time to time. You, you know that shirt that you didn't wash after you wore it once? What do you do? It's still good. It's good for another wear. Hey, don't tell me you don't do that. I know you do it. You're a bachelor. So you, you, shoot, sniff that bad boy two or three times, huh? <laughs> you know I'm right. <laughs> Bothered to smell yourself lately? I'm just asking. Is there an aroma? Is there a, I could use a wash. Um, another thing you might want to consider when, when, when people come into our assembly, our small groups, our corporate assembly, uh, uh, loaves and fishes, uh, uh, salt and light, uh, 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 praise team rehearsal, when people come into our assembly, um, do we give the, the person that maybe doesn't look like, act like, don't know the secret handshakes, do, do, we, do, do we give them the side eye? Do we give them the side eye or do we share the love of Christ and say, hey, yeah, as, as we attempted to say in the little brief video, your family, I just haven't, I just haven't had the opportunity yet to meet you, but your, your family, uh, when people come around, do they experience the saving love of Christ and the, look, look, look at the text, look, look what it says. And the secrets of their hearts are laid bare so that they fall down and worship God and shout, God is really among you. I won't ask our visitors today because I might not like the answer they give me. But I, I'm pretty confident that it would be in the affirmative that, that hopefully the experience that you've had for the first time or the second time, you're seeking, you're not quite sure, you're, I, I'm not sure about this Jesus guy. I'm not, yeah, yeah, God, yeah, I'm spiritual. Everybody at Starbucks is spiritual. I'm, 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 I'm spiritual. I'm spiritual. But, but do you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and your God? Do you, do, you, do you know him in that way? Well, why should I know him in that way? Would my life reflect, would it give proof, evidence that my life is, is, is proof text that, yeah, I want whatever you're smoking, I want some of that. Whatever you're drinking, I want some of that. I don't know what it is, but I want to be around you. Do you have those or do you have, conversely, it's like, whatever it is you got, I don't want it. I don't want it. I, I don't want it. For what he's, he's like, oh, oh what, are you, what are you saying, pastor? It's, it's about him. 
It's about him. See, the, the temptation to pursue those things that revolve around me are all around us. Uh, and what's more, more often than not, they, they're, they're masked as things that make sense. See, uh, again, Tim Keller said it. Uh, he, say, he writes, sin is not simply doing bad things. But bad things are bad things. Trust me. Is it, don't, don't shoot anybody. Don't rob a bank. Those are bad things. But sin is not simply just doing bad things. Sin is taking otherwise good things and elevating them in the position of God. See, see the evil one is evil. He's not stupid. And he doesn't say, hell, exit, three miles. Okay, yeah, let me go over here. No, no, no. He, he, he says, well, this is a good thing. Hey, why don't you just kind of push God aside? So, so things, I don't mean anything by it, but, but, but the, 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 the deification and worship that we have of our kids and how we elevate sports above anything else, it's like something is like fundamentally wrong with that. It's, it's not a bad thing. But we've elevated that good thing to supplant the best thing. That, that's what we've done. And, and, and like the, the, they say, I don't know if it's true, I've never boiled a frog, but they say if you, you heat, turn up the water slowly over time, it just, they, they don't have the wisdom to hop out and save themselves. And we're slowly being boiled in the pot. Elevating good things and taking the place of the best thing. And then, as I was sharing with the advisory council, I sure love the advisory council, then Pastor Meeks gets the barrage of texts and 911s. <laughs> Pastor, rescue me from this. Help me with that. Small group? No. Bible study? No. Consistent in worship? No. Prayer life? Eh. Uh, help me, help me, help me, help yourself. Help yourself. Help yourself. Let me let you in on something. Again, I, if nothing else, I'm, I'm, I'm redundant. Uh, Margaret Neely Barrett. <laughs> I want you to know that the spirit of the living God that raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives inside of you. So the follow-on question is, what issue do you have? Dead is dead. And the Spirit of God that raised Jesus from the dead lives in me? What can't I do? I'm done. I'm done. I'm going to pray, and I'm going to ask two people to come up, and I'm going to lay hands on them, uh, because they've asked. One asked, one didn't, uh, but that's okay.
we don't always do this. We don't always do this. For those of you who are uh, a little fearful of this, it's like, oh, gee, what's going on? Uh, it's, it's, it's okay. It's okay. Trust me, it's okay. Let's pray.